We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. This week on the Garage Beers Podcast, it is episode 91, and we've got some very special guests joining us. No, it's not a big celebrity, it's not a big athlete, it's not a famous broadcaster. No, no, no. Instead, it's some of you, the listeners. We're going to do our first ever Garage Beers call-in random discussion segments and so much more. So come on up the driveway, open up your favorite lawn chair, crack open a cold one, and join us for Garage Beers. Welcome on in, everybody, to episode 91 of the Garage Beers podcast. Go follow us on the interwebs at the Garage Beers on Twitter and Facebook. Go follow us on Instagram and YouTube and TikTok and pretty much everywhere you would follow somebody. Also, whatever you are listening to us on, whatever uh, podcast streaming service you are listening to us on, make sure you hit the subscribe button and go give us a rating and a review. If you wouldn't mind, that's super helpful for us. Joining you as always, I am your host, Michael Keefe at Garage Beers Mike. And with me tonight, down in Nashville, Tennessee, it's my co-host, Joey Whalen at Garage Beers. Joe, what's up, Joe? What up, Mike? I what's going uh, on, man? I'm back. I think I was out for another like week or so, wasn't I? Uh yeah, you were. Why yeah, we've been missing you. I don't know. But now you're back. <laughs> I'm just like I'm losing track of the days, I guess. Um, where, where what day is it? October? It's October, I think. Um I watched a movie. I I'm I'm trying to um uh increase my expertise in the movie realm. And so I'm trying to watch all like the trendy things. And there's a movie that came out on Netflix called Red Notice that has The Rock and Ryan Reynolds. Oh and, uh Gal Gadot. And I'm interested to hear your take on this. It I'm is, interested in it this. is like the highest stream movie. 
on Netflix, and it's the most expensive movie that they've ever produced. It sucks. Like Thank it was, you. it was so bad. I have never watched. I think it were. I don't know if like maybe just like my expectations of movies um, is like high or like I'm snobby. I don't think I'm like snobby, but like the script was so bad. I'd like the rock as like, I don't know. He seems like a cool guy, but like not great acting at all. And like, it was just so like trying to be like an oceans movie, except it wasn't at all good. And they also, it's just, it sucked. It wasn't good. Not good. Bad movie. And that's like two. So that one, and then there was another one that's called love hard, which is like a, like a rom-com Christmas movie that we watched also equally sucked. And it's like the second, uh, like highest streaming Netflix movie right now. And I just don't understand. Like, are we the problem that are watching these movies that are such bad content that people are like, Hey, we should make more of these movies. Cause a lot of people are watching them <laughs> or do people actually like enjoy this? Cause it kind of feels like ripping out a molar. Dude. I watched it. Right. And I, and, and I, I don't know. I felt like, how can you go wrong? Ryan Reynolds, funny dude. Right. I just watched the movie, just friends again. I, I don't know how that movie gets like lost in time. Yeah. But that movie's hilarious. Great movie. Uh, the Rock, potentially the biggest star in the world right now, right? Like, totally. Is it fair to say Dwayne Johnson it may be the biggest star in the world right he's now? He's in everything, everything. Yeah, and he's everywhere, and everybody loves him, and he does. He just he's just everywhere. Yeah, I watched that movie, and I, and I felt like it was like whoever created that movie watched National Treasure, and like Oceans, Oceans. And like Indiana Jones and like smushed them all together yeah, and came up with this movie. And I, the whole time I was like, I'm not enjoying this. It's not even, it wasn't even like funny. There were a couple like one liners yeah. that made me chuckle, but like I expected it to just be that like overly entertaining, the rock type. It was not. Oh, it wasn't close. It was, it felt like a movie where the rock was playing himself reading a script not about the rock and Ryan Reynolds was playing himself reading the script, not about Ryan Reynolds. And they were like acting the part, but they were just like, like who they are in real life was like carrying them in the movie. And it just didn't make sense. Like it just, it was horrible. Like I hated it every minute of it. And it was so long too. It's just, there was no end in sight. It was one of those ones that you're hoping that's going to be like, you know, like 82 minutes long or something like that. And ends up being like two hours. Ugh. Gross. Yeah, it was not. It was not. Uh, it wasn't my favorite. It wasn't my favorite. But you know what? Uh, and and you know, normally I'm like, normally I'm kind of like, I'm so easy on movies, right? Like I just feel like if I don't know, they put the time and effort in. If it's even just entertaining, I don't care if it's like got the best script or the best acting or whatnot. If it's like entertaining, I could be like, okay, well that wasn't like the greatest movie I ever saw, but I was entertained all the way through. Right. I was. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't How are you? What's what's new, man? In the mic world. I'm I'm awesome. Uh, uh, life has been hectic and crazy, and uh, uh, I'm really excited for this weekend. I know we Chad and I talk a lot about high school football, but our high school football season is winding down. Uh, but one of the teams that we cover, Medina, is going to the regional final, and I'm calling that game this weekend on Friday night. So, oh, they Medina versus. Vegas? Yep. And then it's Medina versus Medina versus wow. St. Ed's St. Ed's for the regional title to go on to the final four. So man, this Medina team, man, their quarterback is the top, uh, the top quarterback re- uh, recruit in the country going to Penn state. 
Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and he is so good. So I'm just really excited that we are going to, uh, we're, I'm going to be calling Chad won't be there cause he's working, but I'm going to be calling, uh, uh, from Byers field in Parma. I'm going to be calling the Medina St. Ed's game Friday night. I'm so pumped. So they I feel like they're not doing like neutral sites. Now they're doing, this is, this is neutral site technically, even though, even though Ed's plays games at Byers field. Hmm. Convenient. So technically Ed's home stadium is, uh, um, uh, is Lakewood Stadium at Lakewood High School. That's their technical home stadium. Uh, so this technically is a neutral site field. But interesting thing about Byers Field, if you're not from Cleveland, Byers Field is like, a, it is a high school football stadium. And it's kind of junky looking. But it is outside of Cleveland Brown Stadium. It's the largest football stadium in Cuyahoga County. Wow. So uh, I think it holds like 15,000 people, something like that. And That's so I would imagine, I'd imagine for St. Ed's and Medina with the number one quarterback recruit in the country, uh, it'll be slamming. And again, I, I put this on my Twitter, but special shout out to uh, David Njoku. Uh, he was, uh, he was hanging out with the student section at St. Ignatius at the last game. And he stayed there for like an hour. Uh, which no, that's really sweet. So, yeah. Yeah. Those kids, uh, you could tell we're just having a great time. So yeah. <laughs> listen, we're going to get into something really cool here for the first time ever. We're going to do a call in. I opened it up on our social media. I was doing live videos. I don't know. I don't know how to do social. I'm old. I don't know how to do it. You did great. I think it's doing well because I got like five people that signed up after we started. So that's happened in the last like five minutes. Uh, So we've got a bunch of people. We're going to open it up. We're just going to let people come in. And for five minutes at a time, just talk about anything they want. It could be sports. It could be food. It could be beer, but anything they want. But before we get to that, we're going to do our garage beers of the week. So Joe, I'm going to let you lead us off. My man. Yeah, you are. Let's before we bring some fun listeners in, why don't you start us off with your garage beer of the week? I hate this show so much. Like legitimately, I'm so mad that I have to wait till Wednesdays to drink some of these beers. We went to um uh unplugged brewing company, and I, I think it's technically in Illyria. It's like just this tiny, tiny little brewery. It's like in this old, like mini garage type warehouse. Um, I don't even know the street names. I've I've only been there <laughs> once. Um, but it's in Illyria, and they have like some of the best beers I've ever had. And I bought like six of them. Um, because you know, like the pine beers are so freaking expensive. I bought like six of, of them to bring back, and they've just been staring at me in the fridge. And I couldn't do my graduates last week because I wasn't on the show. And I was like, I have to like literally make this last, and I don't I don't know how I'm gonna do that. <laughs> but I have my, I think my new favorite beer, like it is probably up there with Christmas beers, honestly. And Christmas beers are my favorite beers. Nice. Um, but this one is like a legitimate, like tire close second. Uh, it's unplugged brewing companies, caramel macchiato. Ooh. And it's Imperial stout with uh, coffee from rising star coffee. And like a lot of like the coffee type beers, like, it's it tastes like a beer like with coffee. This like feels like coffee that like had is like beer was kind of like the afterthought with it. Like it tastes okay. like cold, like cold brew, like coffee, Ooh. slightly carbonated. It doesn't taste very beery. It's just so good. Like it is. I I don't know. I can't like say enough good things that's, about beer. That's right up your alley. You're a coffee. That's right up my alley. I'm a big you coffee. Coffee, guy. ice cream, coffee, yeah. just regular coffee. Yeah, that's right and up it's, your alley. It's such like a strong, like true coffee flavor. It's it's really good. So and look how dark it is. 
That looks delicious. It's darker than my hoodie. It's uh, a little unplugged. A little unplugged. A little brewing. unplugged. Yeah, love it. All right, before we get, because our 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 friends, our listeners are going to be calling in any time here. So we're almost. It's almost like a live broadcast. Uh, I'm going to get to my garage beer. I'm going to send it back out. Russian River Brewing. I had them on uh, maybe a month, month and a half ago uh, with their Pliny the Elder. Well, I have another one of their beers, a beer that I have not had from Russian River Brewing. This is called the Blind Pig. And this is a Prohibition era. uh, Or no, I'm sorry. uh, The first ever brewery from uh, Russian River was named the Blind Pig Brewing Company uh, out in California. And uh, this is just a Blind Pig IPA, just kind of a West Coast style IPA. uh, And I mean, I don't think it's not like as legendary as like the Pliny the Elder, which is just a crazy beer. But like, this is delicious. Russian River Brewing is constantly rated as one of the best breweries in the country. And it's for good reason. Where, uh, this where, is, where is it at in California? Uh, so Russian River, the official city is uh, Santa Rosa. Well, Santa Rosa and Windsor, California. So I don't know where the like main one is. Yeah. I, I think I asked that expecting to say like LA or San Francisco and like pass that. I don't think I would have known. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I, I was really hoping for a T up there. <laughs> it's in some small town in California, Joe. Yeah. Do you know about yeah. it? What can you tell us about it? What can you tell us about Windsor, California? Hmm. Uh, sounds windy. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Windy, windy Windsor. <laughs> I can tell you a thing or two about Windsor, uh, Ontario. Yeah. Cause uh, that was a fun place to go to when I was 19 years old and in Bowling Green and the drinking age in Canada was 19. Meant and be- you didn't need, and you didn't need a passport to go to Canada at the time. That, that was, that was the jam just driving up to Windsor. Can you go uh, to Canada? Can we do that now? Is that a thing? I think I think you can. Yeah, I think the border's open again. That's nice. I don't know. How do you? How are you supposed to keep track of all this? I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, do you just like drive there and find out like day of kind of thing? Yeah, I guess. I I don't know. It's, it's I never very, wanted to go until they closed it. And I was like, oh shit, should have gone to Canada. I should have been in Canada. Did I missed my uh, chance we, to go to Canada. We did that. We've done the uh, we've done the um, like the trip from Cleveland to Toronto a bunch. Yeah. It's yeah. easy. It's a, it's an easy drive. It's like, once you actually get moving, it's like four hours. Like That's it's not nothing. Bad. Yeah. And then you're in Toronto and Toronto's a kick-ass city. I don't know. The beer sucks, which is a crazy thing, but otherwise Toronto's a kick-ass city. <laughs> All right. So like I said, those are our garage beers of the week. We got one local here from Cleveland, uh, uh, from unplugged brewery in Illyria. We've got one from California, from Russian river brewing. Uh, tell us what you guys are drinking. Tell us what your garage beers of the week are. We're heading into a holiday weekend. Uh, Well, no, this one isn't. But next weekend, a holiday week. uh, It's a great time of the year. So let us know what you're drinking, what your garage beers of the week week are. And uh, and let us know if you have any suggestions, things that you think we should try or things that you think we should feature on the show. And we will do that. Uh, But Joey, to you, I say cheers to the listeners. I say cheers. And now it's time to get rocking and rolling with episode number 91, if you can believe that. Uh, and, And by the way. Uh, shout out goes to our buddy, Chad. Uh, obviously, Chad is not here with us tonight. He's actually working the uh, 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 Cleveland Monsters game. He does work for the Monsters. So they had a game tonight. He couldn't uh, join us. We usually try to work around each other's schedules, but this week he just couldn't make it. So yeah, usually, the monsters are, usually the Monsters are pretty good about working around our schedule. Yeah, well, they should be. We have obviously. to make a couple of calls every so often, but we, we thought yeah, we'd we, let them who have we that to. Yeah. Uh, Joey, 
Uh, keep an eye on the waiting list because we should have some people uh, jumping in uh, in the next two minutes or so. Uh, so keep an eye on that. But again, go follow Chad at Garage Beers Chad, uh, and he'll be back with us. Uh, you know, he'll be making videos about the he's making the best Blue Jackets videos. It's I, I was doing Cavs videos and it's like, Joe, it's like putting me to shame because <laughs> Chad's videos have been so good. His little TikToks. Uh, that I'm, I, I'm afraid I can't, I can't match it. I can't He's a little content creator. Yeah, that's what he is. Yeah, man. I, I like don't have an ounce of like content creativity in my body. Like I can do like the show. It's <laughs> show it sometimes, I guess sometimes <laughs> I mess that up too, but like, man, I like for the life of me, anytime I go to post something, I like literally just blank, Like I have no idea what to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same. And then I feel like I have a great idea and then I make a video and then I watch it back and I'm like, I'm not posting this. This was a terrible <laughs> idea. It's not even funny. Uh, Chad, Chad, Chad's just out there. His video, he just posted about like jackets after dark. I don't know. Go look at our TikTok page and check out our social medias because uh, yeah, TikTok after dark and Chad's videos are hilarious. So again, we got a lot of stuff to get into. We're, of course, we're going to talk Browns and everything going on with them after last week's disaster. Uh, we're going to talk some other things, but Right now, we're going to get into our first ever, and we are hopeful that we can make this a regular thing. We're going to get ever into our first ever listener call-in situation. I don't know what we're going to call it. Our listener call-in segment. Yeah. Ears with our listeners. I don't know. Where we're going to bring in some listeners and let them just talk about whatever they want. And Joe, I think we got our first one, right? Should be like, let the fans speak kind of thing. Like, Yeah, kind of that yeah, deal. Is our, first, is our first listener here? Yeah, yeah. Let's bring him in. I think it should be Boomer, I think. Is it it's Boomer? It's Boomer. Yeah, he's here. Yeah. Here we go. Let's bring Boomer in. All right, he's got to get connected. So, you know, this This is, uh, uh, it's Zoom, so you got to get connected. Boomer's got to unmute himself. It looks like he's muted. I don't know if he's paying attention. There he is. Boomer, what's up? What's, what's up, up, baby? Boomer! Oh, I had to go get my fun dip. Oh, Let's go. <laughs> We're going to talk CBJ. I got to have my fun dip, baby. Boomer, can, for one second, are you wearing your garage beer shirt? Let's go, Boomer. Boomer's got his garage beer shirt on. He's got, man, that's a that's a great sports room you got back there, Boomer. Oh, it, it's a mess right now. I've got uh, my, my brother and my two nieces are staying with me. He's going through a divorce. So there's a lot of stuff on the ground you can't see. We've got the camera kind of pointing up. Well, the stuff, but, uh, the stuff on the walls. Looks no, awesome. the bureau's fantastic. But, but I'm, I'm gonna show you one thing. Hold on one second. <laughs> Boomer's gonna show us something. I love it. Boomer comes in with his garage beer shirt on. Oh, what is that? Is the ten by ten David Savard banner that was hanging the arena the year he got <laughs> oh, traded? I bought it. No way. And you're a Savard. He's a big Savard guy. He's he's a Wait, Savard was his boy. You're gonna you're gonna have to take off uh, some of that stuff you got up on the wall and make room for yeah, that. Ten by ten. You're gonna have to remove yeah. some of that stuff. Uh, the, uh, the walls in here are about nine and a half feet because this was a garage that's actually been closed off to make two rooms. So I got enough room width wise height. I'm about to roll <laughs> it up about a foot. But uh, this summer we're gonna completely redo this room and. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff's going to disappear, and it's going to become 100% Blue Jackets. Ah, sweet. All right, Boomer, we love you for joining us. We're gonna. We're, this is gonna be a little rapid fire because we got people coming in like every five minutes. So we're gonna do a little rapid fire with you, but it's it's uh, the floor is yours. What do you want to talk about with us 
for the next few minutes on the Garage Beers. Anything you want to talk about, dude. I've been at every game for I don't know how many years now. I made it to all 16 last year. What do you want to know? No, we want to. Okay. All right. This start for this Blue Jackets team, right? This start for the team. Now, obviously, every, obviously, line A being hurt doesn't help the cause. He's eating his fun dip while we talk. <laughs> but how much fun are you having watching these this this crew of, of everybody was so it was a hard offseason, man. It was a hard season last year and a hard offseason. But it, what about these moves that Yarmo made and, and what a job this organization has done? Yarmo's an absolute genius because <laughs> everybody knows I'm the world's biggest David Savard fan. So when they bench him because he's up to be traded four games short of 600, I'm losing it. And then I'm at our bar the day he gets traded. I'm literally crying in the bar. I'm like, all right, well, stuff's got to happen. We got a first round pick. All right. Well, the captain ain't going nowhere. Captain's not leaving. Two days later, captain leaves. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So we make it through, we get our draft picks, draft day comes, we're at the party. And we're like, well, at least Cam's here signing autographs. Well, guess what? <laughs> Cam's going tomorrow. So I'm just like, what the hell? But I was actually hanging out with Elaine Shercliffe, who covers AHL and used to cover the uh, Monsters that night. And she's like, I, I told her, I said, we just traded that second round pick from Chicago for Jake Bean. She's like, oh, my God, you guys are going to love Jake Bean. This yes. kid's the real deal. This kid's the real deal. And, you know, Boquist. We'll find out what happens when he gets back to being healthy. But right. getting swapping picks, getting cylinder. I mean, every move that he made with this Seth Jones deal was just tactical. I mean, the guy's an executioner. Why would Chicago ever trade with us again? I mean, why? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yes. We win every trade they make with us. <laughs> no, let's for, for, let's go back uh, for the for the next minute or two. How about that trade with Philly, right? The Cam trade was hard. He was he was it signing was, autographs. Was, Cam was Cam was Mr. Columbus. Everybody loved absolutely, him here. But absolutely. Have you, have you ever seen a trade that so immediately made both sides so much better? Like no, that this, that trade was This is perfect the perfect NHL trade. This is the perfect yeah. NHL trade. I mean, how often does a trade work out for everybody? I mean, we make jokes about Never. Chicago all the time because every time right. we make a deal with Chicago, Chicago's like stop trading with them. Just stop trading with them. Here we make a trade. Cam goes. He's he's looking good. He's looking he's looking pissed off. Is what he's looking. He, he, I mean, he's just firing goal after goal after goal. And Vortex's exactly what we needed. He's on a line right. with two rookies, and he's making these rookies look amazing. That Chinnikov goal the other night was right in front. Oh, of him. What a was missile! Awesome. He shoots that puck two inches higher. Thomas Grice never has kids again. <laughs> 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 boom. All right, Boomer. <laughs> Listen, man, prediction just real quick before we let you go, because this has been awesome talking. Finally, getting you on here and talking to you. Boomer, <laughs> Boomer, first of all, I have to tell you, we love you here. Oh, you have been a supporter of ours since almost the beginning. Uh, and we think you're a big reason why we've gained such a following that we've gained with the Blue Jackets fans. So we love you for your support. We thank you real quick. How, how far can the Jackets go this year? To be determined, this team could make the playoffs as a wild card, make a round or two run. So they could shock the world. This team could also realize that we're really, really young and we're going, okay, if we package our lottery pick with Chicago's lottery pick, maybe we get Shane, right. The the sky's right. It depends. I mean, 
honestly, we've played what thirteen games. We've been blowed out once. Who saw right. that coming? Who saw not that? me? Not me. Nobody. Not me. So well, hey, just enjoy the roller coaster, boys, because it's going to be fun all year. We look forward to yeah, meeting man. you. We're going to come down there to Columbus and meet you, have Absolutely. some beers with you, watch some hey, hockey with you. I got you and Patrick's tickets in my phone right now for that, that New Jersey game. I'm waiting oh, to meet he, both of you. He's so excited. So we're excited to come down and meet you. But again, Boomer, thank you for your support. Little Boomer, Blue Jackets fans, y'all know who he is. <laughs> Little Boomer, thank you for joining us. You're leading us off hey. on this call in. So we appreciate you. Hey. And uh, go Jackets. Go Jackets. Anytime, boys. Thank you, Lou. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. See you, Boomer. All right, so that was Boomer, and now we've got our next guest coming up right off the bat. It's Madigan O'Brien, and she's connecting right now. There she is. Yeah, she's getting the audio connected. There she is, Ms. Madigan O'Brien. What's What's going on? Hey, hi, guys. Hey, do you go by Madigan or Maddie? Maddie, and I'll go by either. Okay, we'll call you. Well, then we'll call you either Madigan, Maddie. It's fine. Maddie, hey, welcome to the other. garage. Welcome to the Garage Beers podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So listen, here's the scoop. We're doing. Well, you got five minutes. It's a five minute little call in. You could talk about any. I have a feeling I know what you want to talk about, but you could yeah. talk about anything you want. So you tell us what you want to talk about, and we'll do it for the next five minutes. Oh, I'm going to the game where they are retiring Rick Nash's number up to the Raptors. Oh, how awesome is wow. that going to be? And I got a birthday card from him years ago. It started my love for this team. So I'm like, <laughs> this is a full circle moment for me. I'm like, Nick's going to be back. We're retiring Rick's number. I'm like, damn, in the same night. Wait, how did you get a birthday card from him? I was turning eight years old my first game. And they hand out these little like, birthday packs. And I got a signed card from McNash saying happy birthday. Oh, no, no way. way. Yeah. That's so Get cool. Did, so, Maddie, did you watch the uh, did you watch the video of yeah. when he found out that his number was going to be retired? Yeah. Seeing him like tear up, I started tearing up. Oh, like, <laughs> that's my childhood hero. I'm like, he's going to be getting his number retired. I'm like, this is weird. That's pretty cool, though. That's the first so cool. ever Blue Jackets player to get his Blue ja- his number retired. That's and, you're gonna, cool and you're going to be there. And you're going to be there. Yeah, and I was, oh, I was there for the Kibby banner raising. Like, you, oh my gosh, what an emotional season! I, I was going to say we're only we're only we're only at the start here, Maddie. <laughs> I know we're only at the start, like, and we're already emotional. Yikes. Like this is trying to ruin me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't damn. know how do you, how do you all right? So you said you said Rick Nash is your favorite all time player. So yeah. who's your who's your favorite player on the team right now? Probably Boone. Boone Jenner? Yeah, because I met him twice through Yarmo. Because Yarmo used to be my neighbor years ago. Oh, nice. No way. Yeah, I was Yarmo's neighbor for a while. That's so cool. So he set up like these surprise me greets for me. No way. <laughs> With like players over the years, yeah. So the question is, I mean, because you are, you're like a jacket super fan. Uh, yeah, I've been the scene 13 years now. Yeah. So my question is, when's Yarmo going to hire you in the front office? I don't know. I hope so someday. <laughs> I would be down. I'm like, Yarmo, I'm like, bring me in here. I'm like. I love it. All CBJ Twitter like, is loving me right now. And I'm like, 
what's going on? Hey, you got to love it. I mean, listen, we're loving you. We're, we're super excited that you're on here with us. Uh, Maddie, just finally, before we let you go and we get to our next person coming on, just talk a little bit. What, what do you think? What are the Blue Jackets going to do this year? How are they going to finish? I feel like it's going to be a playoff year. Let's go. Playing right now. I was at the game last weekend when we lost the Rangers, which, oh, rough. That's a tough one. Very rough night. But that's okay. Nothing. And our Timmy just waving at us. I mean, <laughs> cocky. I was like, there he goes. Tell us. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Panarin, Panarin didn't. He didn't yeah. make a lot of friends in Columbus last week. He didn't make no, a lot of friends. He got some blood pumping in some fans for sure. Yeah, that's right. Hey, Madigan O'Brien, this was awesome. We've talked to you a whole bunch. You've been you've been following us and giving us support. We appreciate you. Thanks for of jumping course. on with us. And go Jackets. Yeah, see you at the rest of the season holds. It's going to be crazy. Buckle up. It's yeah, we're, start. we're buckled. We'll see you down there in a the game, okay? I'm going next week. All right. Bring home a winner. I will. All right. Bye, Maddie. All right. Our thanks again goes out to Maddie O'Brien. That was awesome of Maddie. Super fan. And now we're really excited for this one. Uh, We got Josh Montgomery coming in. He just joined in. He just jumped in. Josh, this is almost not fair. You're just jumping in. This is almost not fair because Chad isn't here. So this is Josh. uh, For those of you listening, Josh is a, a buddy of Chad's. Yes. Uh, and Chad's not here, so let's. Uh, we told you you got five minutes to talk about anything you want, <laughs> and he's not even here to defend himself. So let's let's get after it. All right, let's get after it. Thanks for having me on. Was just joking, but uh, you know, anytime uh, you can get a chance to bust his balls is a good time, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we get to do it at least on a weekly basis. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think the most of the surprising Chad fact is like he always talks about how like enormously large his head is and he like, puts on hats he's like i can't wear a normal hat it's like dude how t- are you like six seven or something and i literally like i've met him in person maybe like once or twice like in passing like legitimately and mike's like hey he's like six what six two maybe yeah. six foot? he's like a six foot guy yeah i think a little shorter than me <laughs> what is the purport so are his legs massive like how does he keep the head upright <laughs> while walking that seems challenging I think he's had to do a lot of weightlifting, lower body to help keep him upright. Quite frankly, having to account for that, so maybe maybe it's like a yoga thing where his balance has to be spectacular. <laughs> yeah, That's right. yeah. I mean, he guy. is freakishly athletic, so I mean, I mean so it makes sense. So, Josh, did you come on to talk a little, a couple words about Chad? Is that why you came on? Or did you have something else? Uh, you know, not really, but I will say. Um, you may have talked about this, but um, let's get your input on the CFP, the rankings. I I, I follow some other uh, podcasts, and so uh, let's let's get your guys' opinion on the the rankings here. Well, I, I feel like with the thing everybody is talking about, Josh, is how <laughs> how does Michigan State fall behind Michigan when they beat them two weeks ago, and then the guy that's in charge of the CFP comes out and says. Well, set the game aside. <laughs> like what? What do you mean set the game aside? I kind of feel like like they have an idea of what they want the playoffs to be and it just it feels like the regular season is just like for fun now. Like it doesn't feel like the games have as much meaning cuz they I feel like they have an idea of what they want in the final or how they want to rank these teams going into the stretch 
and they're just going to make sure that happens and it doesn't really matter the weekly Absolutely. results anymore. I agree. I mean, I think each year they move the goalposts, you know, and so <laughs> um, metaphorically speaking, you know, but uh, I think, you know, with Oregon and Ohio State, they've used head-to-head and then, you know, a week apart, they they flop Michigan and Michigan State. You know, it just – it makes no sense. That's and a burn. I mean, it, it made it no sense. Out. It all works out in the end, I guess. But um, I think it would be criminal. If, I think Cincinnati, people can say what they want. They, they beat Notre Dame at mm-hmm. Notre Dame. And right. I know Notre Dame, they always seem to crap the bed on the big stage, which rightfully so they don't get the respect. But, I mean – they they've had a big win. They've done what they've been asked. They've beat yeah. up their schedule yeah. a little bit. I mean, now that Houston's in the top twenty-five, I mean that's another ranked opponent. So I right, mean, they went out. They should be in. And I mean, it'll my be opinion, my opinion, Josh. First of all, anything to get Georgia and Alabama in that final four, right. both of them. Anything yep. to get them in that final yep. four is right. what they will do. Two, the mission. They're just. I feel like they're just setting up TV ratings for Michigan, Ohio state at the right. end of the year. I feel like that's what they want and anything to keep Cincinnati out. That's my feelings. Exactly. It, right, wrong or indifferent, you know? And I think too, it just proves that, I mean, I could see them possibly after this year expanding, they've already talked about it. So I think if Cincinnati doesn't get in, that'll definitely uh, just add to that. They have to yeah. expanding, well, whether you and want that would help. I mean, it would not. Right. It wouldn't solve the problem of like the philosophy that they have behind these rankings, but at least it would like help ease a couple of fan bases that are on the edge right now. Yeah. Of, right. Uh, yeah. Being in that playoff. All right, Josh, before we let you go right. to get to our next person calling in last question, right. Right. fitted hat sizes, right? right? Range for adults from like six and seven eighths or six right. and three quarters right. to like eight to eight and a quarter. Right. If you had to guess what Chad's head size is, what would you guess? Oh, like 15. <laughs> Josh Montgomery, man, thank you so much for this. This was a blast. Thanks for talking some college football with us. Thank you for the support and the good time and putting up with Chad for as long hey, as you have. Thanks so much. Appreciate being on. All right. Again, thank you to Josh Montgomery, Chad's buddy. That was awesome talking a little college football. I'm so excited for this next caller to come in. Uh, it looks like it looks like he's joining us on uh, on Zoom. I don't see his picture, but. Uh, we'll see if he can hear us. Can he hear us? Uh, oh, yeah, there it is. All right. So with us now, our next caller, You, we know him as the Browns Bandito. The Browns Bandito. We know him as the Browns Bandito. <laughs> we know him as John Whalen. I know him as a father-in-law. Joey knows him as a dad. It's the Browns Bandito, John Whalen. John, welcome to the Garage Beers podcast. Hey, great to be here, guys. Thank you for inviting me. In. Oh, this is awesome. I can't tell you how excited I am to see well, actually, to not see your face because you've covered it up. It's great. Well, uh, yeah. why, why, why don't you explain uh, kind of that mask and like where that came from? Well, the, this mask is it, it came to us uh, hard. There's a lot of negotiating going on down in Mexico uh, to, to get this mask. And actually, Michael is the one that, uh, that, that pulled off the stunt for us. Yeah, yeah, I negotiated for a solid week to get that mask from a vendor in Mexico. Uh, Since you're listening to this and not watching it, it's like a luchador wrestler mask, but it's Cleveland Browns. It's the coolest thing ever, but it it fits perfectly. Sorry. Oh, it's a, it's a gorgeous fit. It makes it's, 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 it makes you look, it's form fitting, uh, shows off your girlish figure. Uh, 
John, you're coming in. We told you you had five minutes to talk about anything you want to, whether it's in the sports world or not. So you tell us, what do you want to talk about with us for the next few minutes? I would like to talk about our Pequino quarterback. Ooh, oh, no. That's a good topic. That's Uh-oh. a good topic. Well, it's that time, man. And all the all the buzz is about what are the Browns going to do? Are they yesing, knowing, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Right, so, 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 okay. So you are Andrew Barry, John. You're Andrew Barry. You're watching yes. what's going on. What are you going to do? Yes. You know, I got to tell you, it, it's kind of enticing the idea that uh, the, the subject came up through Yahoo Sports, right? About uh, uh, the Tannehill deal. Right. right. So the, the Titans were working with Martin Mariota. Marcus Mariota, uh, yeah. Marcus Mariota, yep. Uh, I'm sorry, it's about three or four uh, Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So that's a bad boy. Marcus Mariota, right? And they didn't know what to do with him back around 218, right? Yeah. And, uh, they decided to take the uh, take the next step and, and bring in Tannehill, who started reinvigorating his career. And look at him go now, right? So, yeah, I is mean, that the issue the Browns have right re- now? Really, it's like you got to, you know, if, if Baker isn't the solution, which I'm not saying he is or isn't, because I, I don't really know personally at this point. But like, I, ideally, what Tannehill did was he came into a Titans offense that fit him perfectly like they didn't have to change a lot to fit him he didn't have to change a lot to fit in there and it was like a perfect match so on the brown side you're andrew barry who is that person so here's here's a oh oh, you were asking ask the band sorry that was a question asking the band all right go ahead well i mean you know the talk is probably the inevitables right that you're not going to get anyways is is like uh you take like uh, Russell Wilson mm-hmm. is the big name out there, right? Aaron Rodgers, who I don't think he's going to go out of Green Bay at all. I think that they've smoothed over the waters there, and and he's going to stay stay in that yep. area. And um, you know, the intriguing name is the guy from Cleveland, Ohio, right? Trubisky. <laughs> okay. So, well, I was going to say intriguing. You, you have that. a young buck that uh, is Jesus also Christ from Ohio is uh, Ben Roethlisberger. He might be a good friend. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, we're off the rails here if we're talking about Baker. Listen, you can talk to me about, like, if we were going to do one of those swaps just for, like, a better situation, Baker Mayfield for, like, Russell Wilson, because you know Russell's been asking to be out of Seattle. Okay, uh, you can talk to me. You could talk to me about that. You, If you're going to talk to me about Baker, getting rid of Baker and bringing in Mitch Trubisky, we just go ahead and fire everybody and let's start this thing over again. Like, let's, <laughs> well, just, you gotta look at, let's start this you thing over. Our, yeah, what is our depth chart right now at quarterback, right? So I think maybe the idea is you bring in a Trubisky as like a backup. He sits there and mentors under, uh, you know, uh, Baker for a little bit. And then uh, maybe this is his career change. That he, you got to remember – Chicago didn't have a good team, good offense or anything. I think that uh, Trubisky was in a bad situation. Yeah, here's here's my problem. Here's the thing that scares me, and this is the thing that scares me about Baker, because uh, I can't even I can't even with Mitch Trubisky. I can't. Uh, here's the thing that scares me with Baker. This offense should fit anybody. This offense should fit any quarterback. It's a run the ball first offense, and you just got to make plays when you're asked. Right? Like right. this should fit any quarterback. That's what scares me about Baker. And I don't know why it's not clicking this year. And 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 I don't know. I think we're, we'll get into this a little more in depth after we go through our calls. But like, what is it like when you're watching the game, John? 
what do you feel isn't clicking with Baker? Why, why, especially in this year where he's like proving yeah. himself for a contract, really? Why is it not clicking? Right. So, so I think we got to take into account, right, that that he's not healthy. Yeah. And I don't. That's I don't fair. Know if it, if it all started back on the on the tackle on the right on the interception, right where he hurt his shoulder, and so now mm-hmm. he's not. Think about this. Like his best play at quarterback and passing is when he rolls out to the left. And who else does that? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> that right-handed quarterback, right? He's not doing that anymore. They've got him like set in the pocket. And this is what I got back into the joke about him being small is I think that's why he's overthrowing, right? He's trying to throw over that offensive line and uh, he's sailing them high. So, wow. you know, is it just a health thing at this point? And we just like wait it out and, you know, whatever. We take that extra year in his contract and, and go from there. Or, you know, it's a hard spot. It's a hard spot. So here's my question before we let you get out of here, Bendito. Uh, yeah. uh, Browns are five and five. And after the last yes. two weeks ago, you would have said, cool, they're cruising to the playoffs after what they did to Cincinnati. After last week and just getting absolutely shellacked by the Patriots, it's doom and gloom. But it was a disastrous week for a lot of playoff, like playoff potential teams in the AFC. For the AFC North, it was a disastrous week, minus the the Bengals, who didn't play. Right. The Bengals had the best week. They didn't play. The the Browns didn't really lose a lot of ground this last week. So I don't know. You tell me. Is there a way? Do you see a way for the Browns to get their shit together, basically, and, and barge onto the playoffs? Well, you know, it's going to be tough, right? So they got to, at this point, go, what, uh, five and two, right? Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to have five and two, I think, to be in yes. the playoffs. And that is going to be hard when you got you got two against the Ravens. You've got Green you've Bay. Got the Green Packers on Christmas. you got the Raiders. What? Man, it's going to be hard. It is going to be hard. It's going to be some stellar play coming – and the other thing is, is like when you mentioned, like, yeah, we they took away our running game and took away our receivers, and it's like, well, what, well, what else do you got? Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> what else do you do? Our defense better score a lot of. Jamie points. Gillen, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, run them, punt, run them punts back. Or, yeah. All right. So it's going to be a tough. It's a tough road. Tough road ahead, and we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully that they can pull together, but you know. You, it's going to be hard, man. Man, longtime Browns fan, the Browns bandito, John Whalen, where's his, where's his Brian Sipe jersey during the games every yep. week? Uh, cardiac, <laughs> an original cardiac kid, John Whalen. John, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we appreciate you and all your support uh, for everything, really, for everything. <laughs> everything. Well, cheers to you, boys. Have a great show. We'll talk to you soon. See you, bandito. All right, thanks again to John Whalen, a.k.a. the Browns Bandito, in his luchador mask. Now, I'm excited for this next one. We, we've been talking a lot of we've been talking to a lot of Ohio people. We've been talking to Columbus people and Cleveland people and all that stuff. This next guy is not that. This is my buddy Marty Dempsey that just joined us. Marty's a Philly dude. Marty's a Florida Gator. Uh, so I'm Let's so go. excited to hear. I'm so excited to hear what Marty's bringing to the table for the next five minutes. Marty Dempsey, welcome to the Garage Beers podcast. Gentlemen, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Longtime <laughs> fan of the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
You know, it, so much so that Twitter starts suggesting me Cleveland Browns articles because I listen to what the <laughs> yeah. show is doing. And I'm like, oh, this is totally wrong. I can't, I, I'm not a fan of the Browns. Well, our, listen, our, man, yeah, our content is clearly right up your alley. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta have an AFC team, my man. You gotta have an AFC team and it can't be Pittsburgh. You can't root for an in-state yeah, team. You can't do that. You're, you are absolutely right. And when it comes down to that, I, I, I'm, go Cleveland, go dog. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, Marty. So we've been doing this for the last like 20 minutes, 30 minutes almost. You get five minutes. You can talk. You can, we don't care if it's Cleveland or Ohio or whatever. You, you talk about Philly. You can talk about Florida. You can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Bring it. You know, uh, Mike texted me, you know, a little while ago and asked me if I wanted to do this. I started thinking, you know, what, what to bring to the table here? Do I go back to our AM days? But me and Mike went to Texas A&M together. So we've known each other for what, 13, 14 years now. Huh, Mike? No, it's crazy. Stop um, it. We wow. talked about doing a show like this back then, you know, when you were really g- g- growing up in your journalism uh, uh, um, time. Do I talk about Ben? Do I t- make it serious? Talk about Ben Simmons and what you all might want to, you know, from, from Cleveland. Is, is that still Not anymore? Of yours? Um, <laughs> you know, what, you know, so Mike's a big wrestling fan. Joey, are you? Do you do you, are you WWE fan? I dabble. I dabble here. Right, in a Survivor Series this weekend, 25 years of the rock. I mean, you know, how, how let's not, go. I mean, I just talk about that. But you know what? I decided that since I'm coming on to a Cleveland show, I had to talk about the time oh, no. that I made Mike the biggest Michigan fan there is. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't think I know this story. No. And I'm so excited for this because I think about this all the time. In my head, this always pops in. So go ahead, Marty. <laughs> so Mike and I meet each other. It's 2007 that we started Texas A&M. It was right after the Gators had won their national championship over Ohio State. And Mike's a huge Ohio State fan coming down there. And we we debate sports daily. I mean, Mike and I were two brothers that battled every single day. Yes. And so at the time, the SEC was, you know, kind of really starting their big run. And the Big Ten, you know, was still competitive, but everybody was clearly seeing the SEC above the Big Ten, but Mike didn't want to hear it. <laughs> Mike is comparing the tops of this. So we start going down and he starts listing off in order, you know, the teams in the Big Ten. And somehow Florida <laughs> right. and Michigan get matched up. And he wants to compare Michigan as like being as good as Florida. Again, this is Tim Tebow's Heisman year and the year after we won the national title. And I'm like calling him an idiot in the middle of the office. I mean, we're like shouting at each other in the middle, middle, yes. of, the, middle of the conference. Aggressive. <laughs> so we're asking people as they come by, you know what? And I'm like, Mike, I guarantee you if these two teams played, the Gators win 20 out of 20 times. <laughs> Guaranteed. Yeah. So, so what happened? What happened? What happened, so Marty? We, we actually happened, matched Marty? up against each other that year. It was the Capital One Bowl. <laughs> and so I got oh. to put it to, to test. And the Gators are – we're double digit favorites in the game. It's New Year's Day. It's the Capital One Bowl. It's oh, a fairly no. big bowl game. I, uh, Tebow gets the Heisman. Chad Henney throws for like 375 yards. <laughs> oh, his last great game, probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mario Manningham, life. you know, runs all over us. <laughs> Michigan beats us 41 35. Oh. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Mike's texting me the Michigan fight song, which apparently have a different <laughs> version up there in Ohio, but he's actually singing the real version of it. <laughs> he's waving the Michigan flag like he's never done it. it <laughs> and oh. never have again. 20, I will never forget how clearly Marty was enunciating his words when he was saying 20 out of 20 times Florida would beat Michigan. <laughs> and my point was, 
Like once you get to the bottom of the SEC and the bottom of the Big Ten, like things even out, like the whole thing evens out. And he, we are just going back and forth. And this was, again, 14 years ago. Uh, but the fact that the fact that Michigan beat Florida <laughs> that year in a bowl game, it may be my crowning accomplishment in life, Marty. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I've had to eat that. And he reminds me of it just about every time that I see him now. I mean, he just says 20 out of 20, and I'm just you know, banging my head. I would say about half of our fan base is like a little salty that Mike is even trying to promote Michigan in that scenario. Yeah, I'm, you know, that's why I had to tell the story. Is I think it works in both ways, right? Like, you know, he gets to quote yeah. about it, but at the same time, he now has to admit to his fan base that yeah, rooted yeah, but I'm yeah, but I'm also and and I'm an SEC guy because I'm a Texas A&M guy, and you you've always been an SEC guy. Uh, but I also get that like I was sticking up for the Big Ten a little bit against the SEC, and when you're <laughs> up here in Ohio, that will always play well. That always plays well. So yeah, it's a sack of uh, shit, Marty, but it's my sack of shit. It's our sack of shit. That's right, <laughs> Marty. Last question before we let you out of here. This is the Garage Beers podcast. I see a, I see a bottle. I, I see know, a bottle I there. Right to the, oh, yeah. I went right to the garage to make sure I grabbed a beer for my, you know, in honor of you all. I'm drinking the uh, Elysian pumpkin stout, some things I have oh, over from uh, that sounds from so good. That sounds, is it good? It is good. Yeah. That sounds delicious. All right, Marty Dempsey, great story. Thank you for jumping on. Uh, Eagles, Browns, Super Bowl 2086. Okay. <laughs> we'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Thank you, Marty. Yeah, we'll see you later. See you guys. All right, and that was Marty Dempsey. Special thanks to Marty. Now I'm so excited. Again, I keep getting very excited about our guests coming on. I am so excited about our next guest that's coming on. Uh, We've had a lot of great ones. We've had a lot of great ones talking Blue Jackets, talking Cleveland. We had Marty talking some college football. I'm so excited for this. You've heard about uh, him and his company constantly on the Garage Beers podcast from 614 Hockey, Matt Pfeffer. Matt, welcome to the Garage Beers podcast. What's up, guys? Let's go. What's going on, Matt? How are you? Oh, I'm just, you know, just got done eating tacos, obviously. I had a couple beers. (laughs) Now I feel like talking sports. So (laughs) I'm here with you guys. I love it. Perfect. Listen, we've talked about, we've had, we've had such a good friendship with 614. Uh, First of all, I will tell you how much we appreciate your support. You made our gear. You made our shirts. You made our hats. So get over to garagebeershop.com to check that out. But Matt, when I texted you, I said, listen, five minutes. You can talk about anything you want to talk about. We'll go at it for five minutes. So what did you come to the table with? What do you want to talk about? Well, you naturally, I would talk hockey. Obviously, that's like my number one sport. But right now, what I guess what grinds my gears right now is the disrespect that Cincinnati football is getting. Uh, UC football, not in the picture at all. And it doesn't seem like anybody really wants them in the college football playoff because it messes up the formula basically. So now I'm in a, like a situation where it's like, you guys got to look at the body of work that they're doing. Like if this, if this uh, CFP didn't exist, would Cincinnati be in the conversation to play for a national title? And see, that's another thing. Like, see, we have a lot of people shaking their head. They're looking at this, but we've been like, you got to remember the playoff system has been in place for, you know, what, eight, six, seven years now, about maybe eight. And then uh, before that, there was, there, there was a, you know, the BCS. So then Correct. the BC, right. So before BCS, would Cincinnati be in the conversation to play for a national title? No, probably not. Yeah. And, and see, that's crazy because 
They're going right. to do. They're going to do exactly what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to win all right. their games. They're going to win their conference. They're going to win the next two mm-hmm. games, probably against uh, SMU and Eastern Carolina. And they're going to do exactly what they're being told to do. And then they're going to have to sit out and play in the Peach Bowl or something. Well, and Matt, let's bring up one other point that I think that that I think does factor in. I know it was a different team last year to this year because college teams change and they lose players and all that stuff. Sure. But Jay Richardson, former was, Ohio State Buckeye, say on, that. on last week's podcast, Jay Richardson brought this up. In the bowl game last year for Cincinnati, Cincinnati played Georgia. Yeah. And they played them close. And it right. was a good game that Georgia, Georgia's coach said that was the best team they had played all year at the end right. of that game. And right. so... And so, yeah, uh, this eventually the thing that grinds my gears, Matt, is you've got well over half the teams in college football that right. aren't playing for anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I know. I know Toledo would get the living shit kicked out of them if they played Alabama or Georgia. I know that, but sure. they don't even get a chance. They don't even get a chance. What are they even playing for? Right. This 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 playoff, a team like Cincinnati should no way, shape, or form should they even be concerned about making the playoffs. Of course they should make the playoffs. Of course they should. Yeah, yeah. No, And, and, that, and that's where, like, you know, we, I watched the body of work. Yeah, they, they squeaked out one against Tulsa. I get that. It's not – it wasn't pretty, but they won. And I remember a team that was like that very long ago, the 02 – or, excuse me, 03 Buckeyes. Jay that, Richardson was on that team. Yeah, and they squeaked out a lot of games. They made it by, you know, it was within a score or two. And they still end up winning the national title. So how come Cincinnati can't get that same exact satisfaction? That not, only do they, not only do they end up winning the national title, they end up beating one of the greatest football teams in college sports history in right. Miami. They, right. they overtime beat a bad Illinois team. They have to do holy Buckeye against Purdue to beat them in that season. Cincinnati almost beat them in that season. Right. It was, there were a ton of close games, a ton of close games. Mich- the, game, the Michigan game was close. Yeah. So like that's, that, so we've had that debate amongst ourselves, obviously with the, you know, 614 unlimited guys, we've talked about it and it's, it's been, it's been nuts because it's like now, like, like every other, every other lower division has a playoff system. You got you got your D two, D threes. They play each other. They they're like, hey, this is the this is the ladder. Your, your Mount Unions, look at that. Mount Union is the the. I I would say the darling of D three. If you want to go win a national title on a D three level, you go to Mount Union, right? Right. But where is that? And, and that's the thing. It's the money that it comes with in the in the D one, D D one A, playoff system. They don't want to have a real true playoff system because they feel like they're going to lose money because all these bowl games pay for the rights. They pay for the money. They pay for the stadium. It's a economic boost to whoever hosts Mm -hmm. and they don't want to lose that. And so that's where I'm kind of getting at right now is like, okay, if Cincinnati, if Cincinnati would get into one of those bowl games, what kind of respect would they get after that? You know, because they're not in the playoff. They're not in the playoffs. So, you know, if Ohio State makes it in with a one loss, which, by the way, they got two insane tests right now. They're going to have a Michigan State team and a Michigan team that are just absolutely ready to go. So I don't know if they even come out unscathed. So and then on top of that, you got Alabama team and a Georgia team. One of those two teams has got to lose to each other. 
because they're going to play each other in the SEC championship. So do you knock down a Bama if they get say they say they lose to Georgia? Because Georgia's pretty good. I'm not going to lie about that. But what if Georgia loses? Do they stay in it or do they yep. get knocked out? Nope. No, I right. think they both stayed in. They lose. I think with football. It, I think with the bowl games, as far as like the marketing is concerned, I think you can. There's a way to expand the playoffs and still market those bowl games as even potentially better than they currently are. Yeah, but I think football. I mean, this might be obvious, but it's just at a disadvantage itself because with March Madness and the or NCAA basketball, it's like yeah, you can play you know so many games within a week and are able to push 64 teams through that bracket easily. It's a little tougher with college football, but still a four-team playoff is just a disjustice to, I think, the Cincinnati's and the Michigan States and even the well, Michigan's this yeah. year. Like, and, and, Matt, I think you made a great point, and, and, and I think it's uh, very astute, and I didn't think about this, but imagine the damage it does to the recruiting for Cincinnati Yeah, when they do literally everything they yeah. can do. When they come into the season with hype, they win every game they're supposed to win, including big games on the road, Notre Dame, whatever. They do everything they do they can do, and they still don't get a chance to play for a national right. championship. Imagine what that does to the recruiting of Cincinnati. Right? Yeah, because like, what what if there was a big name like man, Cincinnati's looking pretty good right now. Like they got right. they got a system that works for me. Then all of a sudden they don't get in. It's like, well, I kind of need you know, I kind of want to get out there because now that NIL is inv- involved with all these kids. I yeah. mean, we got eighteen year olds riding around in like brand new trucks. And I'm still Let's driving go. A, I, yeah, I'm, I'm still driving a 2010 Dodge Dakota. You know, let's like, go. I've seen it. It's beautiful. Oh, uh, it's it's a nice truck, but it needs some work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt Pepper. Listen, six one four unlimited, six one four hockey. And if you're in the Cleveland area with us, he he's shown us shown us a little bit of some two one six hockey stuff that looks sick love as hell. Stuff. Yeah, Matt Matt, we love your friendship. We love what you guys do. We love that you support us. We thank you for everything. You got you go have a good night. Maybe crack open another beer. Don't eat too many tacos. And we'll talk to you later. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Hey, love you guys. See you guys. And a huge thanks once again goes out to Matt Pfeffer from 614 Unlimited. 614 hockey. Uh, 216 hockey. Dude, Matt Pfeffer, what a good dude. A ton of support. We got another special guest coming up. We got another caller in. We are so excited. I'm excited for this one. This is a buddy of mine. This is one of the one of the, the nicest, best dudes I know. Huge sports fan. We're so excited to bring in Rob Showalter. Rob, man, I texted you. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, we're gonna start. We're gonna start go. with that. We're gonna start with that. I texted Rob. I said, Hey, listen, you want to come on, talk anything you want for five minutes. We're gonna open the floor up to you. He goes, I got a list. Boom. <laughs> so, Rob, before we let you get to your list, first of all, welcome to the Garage Beers Podcast. And second of all, it's not a trip to the Garage Beers Podcast without you telling us what you're drinking. Right, got a Sandheads uh, Holly Jolly tonight, and I'm from Northwest Ohio originally, so you know that baby's got to go in a beer koozie. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Beer koozies in the winter because right. you got to yeah, protect yeah. the beer from the warmth, even in the heated house. That's right. That's right. When you're from the 419, <laughs> you got to rock it in a beer koozie all the time. <laughs> yeah, I love it. All right, Rob, you said you got a list. The floor is yours for five minutes. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, man, when you texted me, I was like, Frank Costanza making my list of grievances. <laughs> yeah. so, Happy Festivus. Let's talk about the GD Browns. Oh, because no. we've seen this story. We've read this book. They're going to lose on Sunday. You know no. it. No. You know it. Because, listen, either <laughs> it, because you lose either way, right? 
if they don't play him like they played the Bengals, you lose. You're 11 and a half point favorites. Come on, like, guys, let's be real here. Let's be real. This is the Browns. They're, they're, you're you're going to walk out of that stadium with your head held down either way. Either they win by like a field goal at the buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> great. Great. We beat the lie downs, you know? And the lie downs. Yeah. You know, it's just like, it's one of those things where it's like, well, great. We stink. We stink again. We stink again. We How did this happen, Rob? How did this happen? I can tell you why, because Stefanski did what anybody should not do at their job, and that is setting the bar way too high. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? You made the play. I was like, great, yeah. You know, like you win and play the year your first year. Like, dude, you're great. Great. <laughs> Down here, man. You, like the the what the discipline the lack of dis- discipline gentlemen the jumping off sides the, the lining start. up off sides multiple times the in line, a drive in yeah. a row yeah let's move the tight end to the other side of the of the formation for the 50th time that'll trick them <laughs> uh, okay all right like, so, so here's my question joke, joke like like yeah go 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 oh here's my question for you right because that is killing me this lack of defense oh. I don't know where it's coming from that, right. I don't mind the offsides, truly. I, I, lining up offsides, that kind of sucks. But jumping they tell offsides, you. They tell you before the play your offsides. Okay, they do that in like youth. They do that in no, youth. No, they do that they in the NFL, too. Don't no, give they that. don't. No, they don't. Miles Garrett is trying to jump, like time everything. And right. Thinks, just don't do it on third and four. Don't do it on okay. third and four. What That's do fair. I don't mind. I don't mind the offsides penalties when it's Clowney or Garrett. They're trying to get a jump. Sometimes it happens. I get that. I get it. What I don't understand, where are all these other penalties coming from? Where is right. this coming from? Right. Right. I don't I don't know. And like it is so funny because at the end of the day, you know, like I watch the game and I'm so upset and I drag my ass outside of my front porch and I pull down my little Browns flag. <laughs> I can only be described as like the saddest ritual like on Sunday afternoons because like when they win, I leave it up for days. Yeah. Oh know? yeah. Like my wife, I live here. I live here, and she's just like, "Yeah, yeah, you're you're a giant (laughs) loser," you know. But like five and five, gentlemen. If Stefanski didn't do his great job, it 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 took a worldwide pandemic for the Browns to be good. (laughs) And we're just okay. And we're just okay at the other side of this. (laughs) Guys, five, five. We would be like. Celebrating in the streets if I it know. wasn't last year. If last year wouldn't have happened, we yeah. would be static. We'd be like, "Oh my god, that thing on the screen when it says in the hunt, like sh- we're in the list." God, this is us, <laughs> dude. I don't. It is. It is. It's perspective. It's it's perspective. You got that taste of winning, but then you. I think the thing that's frustrating, I think the thing that's most frustrating, right? Because teams have their bumps. Teams have their up and downs. There's right. only there's only a few teams in this league that are just rock solid good every single year. There's right. only a right. few of those teams, right? Yeah. For the most part, you get your ups and downs. I think the thing that's most frustrating is, why is it all falling apart? Like, it's, 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 not, it's not that you, you're like an average team. It's that there's drama. Why is there fucking, sorry, why is there drama with the Cleveland right. Browns. There I should be no drama. They've never had a taste of this. You know oh, what I great. mean? They're reading 
seeing their press clippings. These guys won 10 games, 11 games last year, and we're all kissing their ass up and down Carnegie. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you didn't do anything last year except beat uh, <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger, who's like half, you know, Place. You know, I saw somebody said, What do you get the guy that has every other injury? You get him COVID, and the guy just like, <laughs> 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 oh my God. Uh, dude. Okay, so Rob, before we let you go, before we let you go, yeah, is there hope? There's always hope. I mean, what's, what's the prediction for, for the Browns of the AFC versus the Browns of the NFC this week? Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry. Was that too harsh? Yeah, it was no. harsh. No. Is it Dan boys ready to roll. And if we come out and think that I say we, because I, you know, I used to play tight end for them, then you know. Uh if they come out and take these guys lightly, it's gonna happen. You're gonna see it. You know, golf is no schlub, even though he looks horrible. Uh, he's a schlub. Week. He's this, a schlub. He's a schlub. He's a schlub. <laughs> For the lines, give him a break. Before I go, I want to say the Guardians gear goes on sale Friday. Let's go. Now, for real? If we like Mr. Dolan, to, I would love to have a big old shit burger for him to eat. The Cleveland Guardians, the original Cleveland Guardians, the real Cleveland, are already selling merchandise on their website. And I think it would be great if everybody showed up to the games and that. <laughs> Cleveland Guardians gear instead of the new stupid <laughs> flying G. The flying G's. Hey, listen. Uh, uh, I do like the old school, the uh, the the roller derby team logo better for sure. <laughs> like I've already bought I think it's great. Like the <laughs> colors are cool. Like I'm gonna wear those to the Indians games. <laughs> well, hey, listen. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of interesting takes, especially this logo. week. But, Sorry, but man. Rob Showalter, loved having you on. Thank you for jumping on with us. Thanks for making the list on short notice. And thank you for the support you always give me. I love when the text comes through and you're just giving me support, giving me ideas. Appreciate you 100%. Thank you for jumping on the Garage Beers podcast with us. I'd be doing a disservice to say you guys need to get sponsored by like House of La Rose or something like that. We need the beers sponsored and rolling in. Like it can't just be Miller Lite every week, gentlemen. We need a distributor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's we, go. We I like your attitude, up. Rob. I like your attitude. <laughs> All right. Well, that was our new our new chief marketing and advertising officer, Rob <laughs> Showalter. <laughs> Rob, thank you again, man. See ya. All right. And once again, thanks to our buddy, Rob Showalter. That was awesome. Rob brought the heat there. We've got one more. We've got one more special guest we're bringing in. We got one more of our good buddies. And this guy, this guy actually, he hosted an episode with Joey and I uh, uh, last year. One of our earlier episodes, he jumped on and did a co-host spot with us. We are very excited to have on our very last call-in special guest of the night, Harry Hoppy. What's up, Harry? What's up, Mike? What's up, Garage Beers Podcast? Thanks What's for having up? me. Heck yeah, man. Listen, I texted you. I said, listen, we're doing a call-in show. We're going to just, we're going to let some of our friends, some of the people that listen to the episode call in, and we're just going to give you five minutes. We're opening the floor. You can talk about whatever you want, and we'll just, we'll just shoot the shit with you basically for five minutes. So, Harry, you got five minutes, man. What, what are you bringing to the table? Well, let's talk about the last time I was on, and what did I say last time? 
I said the Steelers are frauds. What did they end up being last year? <laughs> I should be you like, I just come out just you get low? paid for this. I should. I'm better at hot takes than those ESPN guys. <laughs> You're damn right you are. Yeah, you I'll are. I'll give you a dollar. What do you think about this year with the Steelers? Are they are they frauds this year? I think the Browns are the frauds, honestly. <laughs> Dude, what is happening to our team? It's absolutely it's, brutal to watch. It sucks. It's not happened? fun. It's different, I, I think, if you lose like 20 to 14 to the Patriots, but to get like decimated by them is a, a little, little more stingy, I think, than a close loss. And the thing that I hate about Browns fans, and like I'm all over the Browns Reddit, and it's just toxic. Everybody <laughs> is calling for Baker Mayfield's head. And it's it's like everybody forgot, everybody in Cleveland completely forgot the past 25 years of how bad having bad quarterbacks is. Like, I will take serviceable Baker Mayfield over the Ty Detmers, oh, uh, uh, Jeff Garcia's. The Charlie Fry, Price, baby. Deshaun Kaiser, Cody Kessler. What, uh, uh, why are we – when did we get to a point where if they're not Tom Brady, we got to get rid of them? Like, what? when did yeah. that become a thing? I, you know, I, 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 I think, think you're making – oh, go ahead, Joe. I was going to say, like, I, th- I think um, what people aren't seeing is that, like, Baker might be underperforming, but, like, I think it'd be tough unless you guys can correct me. I don't know if he he lost us a game this year. Like he individually, because of mistakes he made, lost his game. I think there's times where he underperformed throughout the year. But like I am so on the train that while the defense has a lot of really good games, when they match up against somebody they match up well against, they're getting decimated in some of these. Like absolutely like looking like fools out there in half these games. I think that's, I think that's super fair to say, Joe. I think, I think when you talk about like the chargers game, for example, Baker played better than well enough to win that game better than well enough. That the the fact that the defense was just giving up, (laughs) remember Mike Williams just running by himself down the field with nobody around him. Uh, I think that the chiefs game Baker played more than well enough to win. I think the thing that's um, startling or concerning and Harry, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, right? Because I think the same thing. Baker has not, you can say all this, but Baker certainly hasn't sold me on the fact that he's like the guy for the next 10 years, right? Like he hasn't done that this year. And so while I'm not on the train of like, get rid of him, I'm also on the train of like, shit. Like I wanted to see some definitive, like let's give this guy his next contract and be happy about it. And I don't know that he's showed you any of that. I think the thing that, drives people crazy a little bit is even in the games that we were good enough to win, Baker had a chance to win those games, right? The chiefs game, he had the ball in his hands with like three minutes left and he couldn't do it. And, and the, uh, the chargers game, he had the ball in his hand late in the game and he couldn't do it. There's just, there have been games where you want him at, at the right time to make a play and he's not making those plays. So I totally agree with you, Harry, like, People seem to have forgotten what it's like to be searching for that quarterback. It's not easy. But at the same time, Baker hasn't been definitively like he hasn't taken the reins and been like, this is my team forever. I'm worth the contract. And that's what's concerning. 
Well, I, I just pulled up his stats from this year, and it's really not as bad as people make it seem. Okay, nine TDs, four interceptions, an overall quarterback rating of 95.7. Like, to put it in perspective, last year, his quarterback rating was 95.9. Like, yeah. He's on pace to throw for 4,000 yards this year. He just passed Tim Couch as all-time Browns leader, like number five. <laughs> Which is, I mean, <laughs> right, but <laughs> right. Tim Couch. Somewhat significant. No, but it's, it's about you. I mean, he's also on pace for what? 18 touchdowns, 17 touchdowns. But that's not part of our offense. I think it goes to play mm. calling as well. And then look at the receivers we had. Like, yeah, we had OBJ, but he's worthless. And then our receiving core isn't star studded. Jarvis is hurt. Jack Conklin's out. That is right. brutal. When when Baker doesn't have a clean pocket, I think that's when he really struggles, and we're seeing yeah. that right now. Well, clean when pocket, he's getting, and he's like almost immobilized right now. He's getting sacked two times. Shoulder knee and foot issues every game. You know what? I you know what, Harry? I love it. You're bringing a little. You're bringing a little Baker love, a little Baker positivity to the podcast, and that's I think what we needed because again, it's everything happens. Everything is to what happened last week. Well. Baker was really good two weeks ago against that Bengals team. He had a shitty week last week. Let's see what he does against the Lions this week, and then let's see what happens when the true tests come up. Uh, Harry, before we let you out of here, that's a that's just a beautiful mustache. It's a gorgeous mustache oh you got it going is, on. It is very nice. nice. So, so you, you got a good cause going for that. So let's shout out the good cause for the mustache before we let you out of here. Yeah, I'm, I'm raising money for uh, Movember. Um, it's pretty much men's health awareness. And all money money donated to Movember, you know, goes to those charities for like cancer research. I know, Mike, you and me, we had a grandfather who had prostate cancer. And then my good buddy, Stu, he had testicular cancer. He's the same age as me. So it's always got to be forefront. And I want to try and bring more awareness to that. Uh, so, yeah, I've been raising money with my company for uh, for Movember. Love it. It's awesome. Jake's raising, or it's Jake. I was going to talk to you about Jake Bean, so I called you Jake. Uh, Harry's raising money for uh, Movember. The mustache looks gorgeous. Uh, uh, so, again, uh, look for people that are doing that. That's a common thing, uh, raising money for that. It's a great cause. And, Harry, I thought you wrote, wrote really, as our grandfather uh, passed away from cancer, I thought you wrote a really cool thing uh, for that. So I'll be, I'll be making my donation. Uh, but uh, a lot of Blue Jackets fans listen to our podcast, so we just want to say thank you for Jake Bean because you're a Hurricanes guy. And uh, go Canes. <laughs> yeah. All right, Harry. Thank you so much for jumping on with us, man. We'll talk to you later. See ya. Thank you. All right. And thank you once again. That was, that was more fun than I even imagined it was going to yeah, be. That was, was a good to, time. Joe, I was trying to think of stuff like, I'm like, let's think of something new that we haven't done before. Chad's not going to be here tonight. We don't have a special, like a, a main special guest, like athlete or anything. <laughs> You, you called some- me. You called me before the show with this idea, and I was like, "I think I said I was like, I'm just like trying to think of like it sounds cool. I just like I'm trying to think of how it would go wrong, but I thought it would be great. Like that was like really fun." Yo, we have. I mean, some of the people that called in were our friends. Some people were family. Other people have just been people that have supported this podcast and that like constantly support this podcast. So again, super special thank you. Boomer, Maddie, Josh, John L. Bandito, Marty, Matt, uh, Rob, and Harry. 
the fact that you guys took five minutes tonight while we were at recording this, uh, just an awesome, awesome time. Everybody brought something they wanted to talk about. We got to talk about hockey. We got to talk about college football. We got to talk about a little bit of everything. So again, huge thank you to that crew. Uh, and you better believe that was so much fun. You better believe we're going to do that again. Uh, I think we're going to make that a more regular uh, occurrence here on the Garage Beers podcast. It was a blast. So listen, we got a couple of things we're going to do. Joey and I've got a couple of things we want to hit on before we get out of here. Plus, we're going to do a, a special fantasy draft here. We're going to do a fantasy Thanksgiving dinner draft, uh, and we're going to close the show with that. So, uh, Joe, real quick, we've talked a little bit about the Browns. Yes. And it, and it was a shellacking last week. But are we? Can I say something real quick? Yeah. Yeah. Please. Um, please. I'm, uh, I, I hate when the Browns lose, but I right. love. I love when I guess it because I remember last year I, I got so much flack because I, I predicted that the Philly game last year was going to be a trap game. And, bro, this year I was like, I think I said it in our like Brown schedule game show. I was like, it's not a trap game, but like that Patriots defense is no joke. And like they can put up some points. Like they're not going to like put up nothing. And, um, um, I guess it's just a pat on my back is what I'm going for here. Oh, I'm trying, like I a guess good I'm job. Just... Yeah, a good job. Joe's appropriate in the situation. Um, <laughs> you know, I do take checks and uh, Venmos as well. Um, but yeah, no. Last week was a shellac. Well, just a couple of things I wanted to go in depth on. Right. Um, your dad brought it up. I feel like we are always looking for reasons not to allow excuses to get in the way of things. Mm-hmm. But like, again, I've told, I've said on this show, the Baker's performance doesn't make me comfortable saying that he's the guy we should be given 30, 35, 40 million, whatever dollars to, and saying you're our franchise quarterback. His performance this year has made me uncomfortable with it at the same time. He's got a torn labrum. He's got a knee injury now. He's got like a foot rib injury. injury. He's got a foot injury he's dealing with. And he's been trying that. Like today, he actually had a, a, an interview today where he finally came out and was like, yeah, I think this is literally the most beat up I've ever been in my whole life. Yeah. I don't think I've you ever been. You not the dude for like putting it all out there. Like he's not out there being like today's goal. Like he is trying. Um, I There's a couple of things. One thing that came out this week that like really bothered me was um, Jarvis was coming out saying he's like, I could use the ball more or something. And like, that's a little like atypical for him. Um, I feel like, you know, when he's unhappy with an offense, he's usually not coming out and saying things like that. And that kind of rubbed me a little bit the wrong way. Um, I still love him, but like, you know, well, when you're somebody Joe, battling back from a knee injury as well, like I, I wouldn't expect you to be back as an immediate integral part of the offense. But, you know, that was one of the things that concerned me. I'm glad you brought up Jarvis. One of the things that concerned me when they had the falling out with Odell. And again, we don't know what happened behind the scenes. Right. Odell's been very gracious since he left. You know, he did the letter, which is, it is what it is. You know, that's a PR move, obviously, because they don't have to do that. And and that is fine. Uh, one of the things that concern me, though, is Odell's Jarvis's boy. So does Jarvis feel like his best friend, his brother, was wronged in some kind of way? And if so, all of a sudden, 
does Jarvis go from being this guy that's just Mr. Cleveland, just Mr. Like really a guy that you try to build this team around to, oh shit, now he's not happy. Like that's concerning to me. I'm concerned yeah. about that. Because he has that's, you texted us, you texted us the one week and you were like, doesn't look like he's given like maximum effort out there. Yeah. I think that was Chad that texted that, but I, I was thinking the same thing too when I was watching. I think it was last it was either last week or the week before. Like I think it was Cincinnati. You know, I know he's coming back from that injury, but like like just his his like his vibe. Like it just it's not Yeah, it's not, not his, his normal, normal like like angsty, like you know, feisty vibe. So, you know, I, I I hope there's nothing too I hope that's just something we're reading into too much. Um, totally could be just like a couple off weeks, like we're all team into, we can't, and he could just be frustrated, like for real, he could be frustrated. frustrated. And like, I don't know, like, we also like can't put people's like emotions completely under a microscope. Like, we all have off weeks and stuff. And like, you know, his best friend just moved away to LA, like, that's tough as well, especially when you're living in Cleveland and like you don't have a ton of family and friends up there. Um, you know, that's that's tough, but. Uh, yeah, you know, back to the Baker thing. It's like, I, I am always on the side and kind of, you know, Harry brought it up where it's just like, you knew the days where it was dark with our quarterback situation. (laughs) Baker is not one of those quarterbacks that puts us in a dark place by any means. Even the most beat up injured version of Baker that we've ever had is still not the worst Browns quarterback that's been on the team since 99. He's not even in the top 15 of that list. No, he's not no, even he's he nowhere is, close he to is that. The polar opposite of that. So it's yes. it's I am so, you know, I I don't like the people that have a trigger finger on trading him right now. No. If if that is an option, you know, there are some people out there that would be a good fit for the team, but I don't think that that's the move. I I, I think it's too easy to or too early to talk about contract stuff with him, but I, I do think that um you know, not to make excuses, but I, I do think that the injuries are just an absolute huge factor as to his performance this year. It just so bums me out. Not not even on like the performance or whatever, because this contract thing, the thing that bums me out is we're going to have to hear about this contract thing. And it's going to go into next year. It's going to go into next year because yeah, you can't you just wanted this to be the 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 definitive year for Baker Mayfield where he just comes out and justifies. All right. Boom. Too late. Give me that contract. That's Give me that contract. I'm taking it. It did. It hasn't happened. It hasn't happened. We're more than halfway through the season. We are 10 weeks into the season. It has not happened. And it's a bummer. But in the end, like in the end, the only other thing that I want to go over with you, Joe. Defensively, after the Bengals game, Joe Woods came out in the media and said, our guys, our guys like to cut. They like to play like press man defense. They're better when we're pressuring that way. They're playing better. We're going to do more of that. And then they came out against the Patriots and did the fucking exact opposite of that. And everything was soft again. And you made Mac Jones's life. Mac Jones has not been the best rookie quarterback. He doesn't look like he's the best rookie quarterback. He doesn't, he doesn't look bad, but he just kind of looks like a guy. And you made him look like Tom Brady was back on the Patriots because every throw Mac Jones made was easy. Yeah. What are they doing? He had he had no problems at all last Sunday, and I I mean I said this a couple weeks ago. I think last time I was on it was just like 
I don't know. I, I it's not a lack of talent on that defense. This is an no. incredibly talented group, and this should be the quickest finger point to ever happen with the Browns coaching staff. Like <laughs> Joe Woods needs to absolutely go. I will say that as long as he's still on this team, it is not the right scheme for these players. Like it's just not, it's something is not working. Something's not clicking. You have a lot of really good weeks that, you know, going into last week, we were the third ranked defense, which I, I find it very hard to believe because, and I think what stings me about it is, is the games that we're losing, like the chargers and the Patriots, like, you know, at least with the Chargers games, the offense was in it. But like with the Patriots, the offense had no chance to really even get in that game. Like it was right. so far out of reach, so quick. The games we are losing, it's obvious we're losing because of the defense. There's obviously things with the offense that we can make better. Um, but the biggest factor in that is the defense. Um, and pretty much all those losses, except for the Kansas City one on special teams, but it's it's it has to be something that Joe Woods is accountable. Accountable for there it is. There it is. Yeah, listen again. Five and five. This season's not over. This it's not like they're out of it again. A lot of teams that you're competing with for playoff spots, except for freaking New England, lost last week. So you've got a chance. And frankly, no team right now looks like they're just ready to run away with anything. So you've got a chance. But man, again, we talked about this schedule gets tough. You've got. You've got Baltimore twice. You've got Pittsburgh and Cincinnati again. Uh-huh. You've got Green Bay. You've got Vegas on the schedule. There's no easy games left, and you got to get wins. And it starts this week against uh, Detroit. And you better come out and you better play pissed off. You better put that. I want to see that swagger back with this team. You better get that swagger back. You better play with a little bit of attitude, and you better smoke Detroit out of the building. Like that's that's the fact. Yeah. It feels like a so, game that they will do that, and that's my prediction for that game. And then they'll come against the Ravens the week after and lose like twenty-eight to three or something. <laughs> well, we'll find we'll find out. But but right now the Ravens aren't playing great. No, they're so not. Yeah. You've got you've you've got to just you got to get your head on right and realize that through five through ten weeks of the season you've been underwhelming, but you still have put yourself in a position where you can compete. So you get your shit together, you get your head on right. And again, you don't know that in eight weeks from now or seven weeks from now, eight weeks, eight weeks from now, we aren't talking about how the Browns got hot at the right time. And that's, you remember a lot of times when we get to the playoffs, that's what we talk about. We talk about the teams that maybe struggled at the beginning of the year, but they got hot at the right time. That needs to be what the Browns do. If they get hot at the right time, they still got a lot of good things in front of them, but man, they got to get it figured out because that that game last week, that that needs to be a kick in their ass to say, uh-huh. "Hey, are we this shitty? Are we this shitty?" Because if we're not, we need to get it together. So, listen, uh, uh, we had a lot of great guests. We talked a lot of we talked Blue Jackets, uh, which again, we are so excited. We're going to get down. To, uh, we're we're already talking about. Uh, getting the garage beers boys, me and Chad and Joe down to Columbus for a blue jackets game. Uh, if we do that uh, and you listen to us and you like it, you know, we're going to, we're going to get out. We're going to go to a game, but of course we're going to do like some hangouts uh, out at the bar before the game. Uh, our bar, the place that everybody likes to go before the game for blue jackets, we'll go hang out there. We can't wait to come meet blue jackets fans. 
uh, again, uh, with, with everything, with, with everybody that called in, we're just going to kind of skip forward now and we're going to do our last two segments of the week. And so the first segment, we got Thanksgiving coming up next week. At which Joe, I don't know if you can believe that or not. Like no next week is Thanksgiving. No. What? 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 Uh, and so Joe and I are going to do a fantasy draft. And we're going to pick as best as we can our fantasy uh, Thanksgiving food draft. And so we've come up with categories. And so our categories are we've got to pick one meat, one, two sides, two sides, one dessert, and one beverage that goes with Thanksgiving. Man. And it doesn't have to be in any particular order. You just have to fill those categories. Joe gets the first pick. So this is officially the Garage Beers podcast. First ever fantasy Thanksgiving dinner draft. And Joe, you get the first pick. What is the first pick of the the Thanksgiving food draft? Man, I have to go with like, I got to lock up my guy, you know, and he might not be the first overall pick, but he's my guy. Oh, I know what it is. And it has to, it's mashed potatoes. Like I have to get that on the list. Um, That's number one. Mashed potatoes is the staple, the glue that holds the meal together, uh, both on your plate and the stomach. Um, there's, it's so versatile. You can, you can eat it with anything, any bite that you have with mashed potatoes, aside from like the, the pie, I guess might be a little weird, but anything on the entree level, appetizer level with mashed (laughs) potatoes, fantastic. Number one pick. I see. I disagree with you. I disagree. I feel like the mashed potatoes get overshadowed by whatever else you put in your mouth with it. It's like, you got the wrong, you're not using enough butter then. I use I use all the butter. Leave you me need more butter, more it's, butter. It's, yeah, but you're still tasting the butter. You're you've picked the butter. You're not picking the potato. You're picking the butter. Uh, you're picking the butter. I don't know. I disagree. I disagree with pick one A. Listen, uh, pick one B. Back to me. And and this is a snake draft. So we go we go one B and then two A. Oh, snake draft. Of course it is. All right. Uh, listen, I can't. I can't rightfully come into this the first category is meat. And I feel like it's a weak category. I feel like there's, I feel like it's a weak category. So I'm just getting Turkey right off the board. I'm taking the Turkey. I feel like it's a weak category. Yeah. You can pick a different meat, but it just doesn't No meat screams. Thanksgiving. Wow. Turkey does Turkey screams. Thanksgiving Turkey comes off the board. You got, you got the white meat. You got the dark meat, which is my favorite. You've got, you put you put other things on the turkey that are delicious. Turkey comes off the board. One one B for me. Oh, man, that's Two like a, I guess. yeah. Well, you got another pick, so go on. Correct. Well, no, no. What are your thoughts on turkey? Look, that's a tough one to lose. I'm kind of mad about that, actually. I mean, obviously, obviously, you only have a couple options to choose for in the meat category. Um, but uh, I mean, it's, that's Thanksgiving. You know, what's your favorite right? turkey? Like cut or like I, 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 uh, anything on like the leg. Yeah. I'm good with, I'm good with anything on the turkey leg, like a thigh. Okay. Great. Yeah. Give me that. I love as long as the gravy is good. I like the white meat, but I hate that the white meat's like dependent on the gravy. Uh, well, the white meat, the white meat's dependent on the cook. That's true. If you overcook your turkey, you got that dry ass white meat. It's not yeah. great. I don't, but I don't like chewing on right, that forever. 
If you cook it right, that white meat, it's got the, it's got a little moisture. It's got a little tenderness yeah. to it. Yeah. Turkey's white. I prefer white. like a well-cooked white meat over a dark meat. But if, if it's relying on the gravy, I'm going to go dark meat. See, I, I prefer the dark meat regardless, but you can kill a white meat. Anyways, so back to me for a second round pick. And for my second round pick, I'm going to another icon. I'm going to take, in my opinion, the two icons of Thanksgiving. I'm going to take turkey with my first pick, and we're going right to the dessert. And we're taking pumpkin pie for my second round pick. Turkey and pumpkin pie on the board. Listen, pumpkin pie, you guys know me. If you listen to this podcast, I'm I'm seasonal man. I am. You don't eat pumpkin pie in the summer. You don't eat pumpkin pie in the spring. There's only one time of the year you eat pumpkin pie, and it's around Thanksgiving. Again, totally iconic. I'm going dessert pumpkin pie. Wow. I would that was surprising because like I had something else queued up for this pick. Um, but I'm gonna go to the one that you didn't pick. And oh, no. it's, it's probably gonna kill you. It is gonna kill me. It is. I I'm gonna take stuffing. Oh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go my second shit. side right now. You uh, piece of shit. Well, I just think you're a bad drafter. You left so many categories open. <laughs> I closed two categories. Yeah, but you didn't take the you didn't take the 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 creme de la creme of those categories. You took some really I, good options. Oh, really? I didn't take creme de la creme of meat you left options dessert? open. You left some really good options open in those no, categories. There's, there's no options. Stuffing is going to go with the mashed potatoes. We're carb loading this Thanksgiving. <laughs> We're not worried about the scale. We're not worried about the pants line. We got elastic. Sh- I already got my elastic pants. They're washed, ready to go. Um, they're prepped. They know the assignment for Thanksgiving. Um, the TV, like the TV's ready to go. We got stuffing, mashed potatoes, and honestly, if the meal ended there, I'd be okay. But you gotta wash it down with something. Ooh. And for me, it's it's Christmas sale. Like it. Oh, Christmas sale is the Thanksgiving drink for me, um, mostly because I just love it. It's my favorite type of beer. Uh, but that's that's just. Thanksgiving in a nutshell for me. All right. So Joe on the board has mashed potatoes stuffing. So he's closed out his sides. He got no more sides left to take. And he takes Christmas ale as his Thanksgiving beverage. You know, it's like, it's like, I want to make sure I got my running backs receivers and my flex kind of done before I get my quarterback and my tight end. Hey, listen, listen, you, you still have options and, and yes, stuffing hurt me deep deep inside my loins because that is my favorite of the sides. But, uh, but again, I feel like I took, I feel like I took the two that you can't beat on, on, on meat and, and, uh, and dessert. So we'll see anyways. And then you took Christmas sale, which I can't, I'm not going to be mad at you about Christmas sale, but I, that lets me save my beverage to the end, which I'm pretty excited about. That's fair. So, uh, uh, I've got my dessert. You've got your beverage in your side, so really it doesn't matter what I take here because meat and dessert gone. You've got to do those two. Yeah. So I guess I'm going to go to sides because I think this is worth. Uh, I think this is worth the third round pick, if you will. And I'm going to go side, and I'm going to go with candied sweet potatoes. Yeah. And we're not just talking about sweet potatoes. We're talking about the sweet potatoes with like the marshmallows on top that mm-hmm. then gets like baked and, yeah. and a little cinnamon on there and a little nutmeg on there. Some, some might say that's a dessert. Sugar. 
Some might say that's a dessert. That's not a dessert. It's not a sweet potatoes, unless they're in a pie, are not a dessert. That's a side. It's very good. It's a side. Yeah. And it I, is delicious. I would agree. That is, a, that is an absolute staple of a meal. Yes. So I'm going candied sweet potatoes. And <laughs> then was kind of funny. <laughs> what? With this draft, it's kind of like, like, obviously, we're building our own, like, Thanksgiving teams. But also, like, if we just combine our meals together, it'd be an absolute fire singular <laughs> meal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all right. After candied sweet potatoes, I'm going to go to I'm going to go to my beverage. I feel like here I'm going to go to my beverage. And I'm going to go to a taste of fall. And I don't know that I see, like, I feel like this one isn't going to play real well. Because I feel like this is just kind of a thing at my house. But maybe not. I'm going to go to warm apple cider with bourbon. Ooh, wow. Warm apple cider with bourbon. Um, Have not had that ever. That's a a mistake on your part. That is a mistake mistake. on your part. You heat up your apple cider. You can do it. You can do it on the stove. You can put it in a What type of bourbon are you using for it? You could literally do any bourbon because you're just mixing it in with with an apple cider. Oh. So my beverage, a warm apple cider with bourbon infused. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's just a taste of fall. Wow. It's a taste of fall. So here's where we're at so far. I've got turkey, pumpkin pie, candied sweet potatoes, and warm apple cider with bourbon. Joe's got mashed potatoes and stuffing, you bastard. Uh and then for his drink, he's got Christmas sales. So, Joe, your last two picks are right here. Yeah. So um, I'll just knock the meat out. I mean, it's 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 got to be ham. I Ugh. think that's the only option left. Um, look. Terrible. I know that it's a disappointment for the team. <laughs> but look, you can still have really great hams. It can still be fun. It's a nice alternative to turkey. If you do it right, it's not like super chewy. You just cut out that little like fat strip and it's like totally fine. Um, put some like pineapples on there. And I don't know. I mean, we'll make the it work. Kind of we, got, you having? we got the sides to support the meal. <laughs> um, it's basically, basically what you have. I just right. want you to know this. You've got, you've got like a Super Bowl defense, but you've got Brandon Whedon. <laughs> that's what you've got wow uh okay yeah johnny Manziel. yeah Congrats. oof that's tough that's gonna make it really tough to score some points <laughs> it's actually i would love to get the sodium levels that i have currently um be- between the sides and the the ham it's gotta be off the charts goodbye uh, definitely a new uh thanksgiving record there all right so uh, i'm excited dessert, your last pick last pick um it's actually a newcomer, like a new kind of favorite of mine. I, I'd never really had this a lot growing up, or it was probably available. I just never ate it. Um, but I like some pecan pie. Like I'm, I'm kind of into that. Um, I think that's wow. like a solid choice. It's kind of out of left field, um, but it's really uh, probably the most underrated dessert. I think. Uh, but you missed you missed such a blatant one that you are going to kick your own ass for. No, I know what you're thinking, but I thought that was kind of taking because you already picked the pie version of it. Oh, okay. So you were thinking what I'm thinking. Yeah. I will. Uh, yeah. Pumpkin. Well, we'll roll. do it. Uh, what'd you say? Pumpkin roll. How did you not take that? Oh, I thought it would have been taken because of the pie. Is it not? No. Is that a for? Oh, pumpkin roll. Then yeah, never mind. Screw pecan pie. 
Ah, oh, I'm yeah, a little mad. I'm a little mad. I said something, but I'm I'm kind of glad I said something. Your amazing grandmother just sat there until her last years. I thought that that was under the rolls. pumpkin pie. All right, no pumpkin pies and pumpkin rolls aren't that is the pumpkin same roll. Thing. Yeah, God, I was like pecan pie. Who are you talking to? You've been in the South too long. Uh, okay, so it's last everywhere down here. Last pick of the draft. And I've got one side left to fill. And this is going to be controversial. I'm going controversy all the oh, way through. I can't wait. I'm going controversy through and through. I'm going with one of my favorite sides. Thanksgiving through and through. So stupid. I want, I want you to know. I know what you're going to pick, too. It's so dumb. And I want you to know, I'm not talking about the real shit here. I'm talking about out of a can. Out of a can, and then you slice it. I'm Ugh. talking about canned cranberries. Oh my god, dude! I got Brandon Weeden, dude. You get the Water Boy, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> how does it be? How do you not like dude, that? That is such a lackluster. You have you got corn. You have green bean casserole to pick from. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, no, no. But again, once again, when. Name me any other time of the year. Name me any other time of the year that you know anybody that cracks open a can of cranberry Dude. sauce thing, puts it on a plate, slices it, and serves it. Nobody it wants it. It's oh, surely whoever, whoever marketed Thanksgiving is like, look, we have so much cranberries. We have to get rid of them. Let's market nope. it one day a year where people will buy them. We'll trick them into buying it. They'll try it. They won't like it. We'll push it off on some poor right. staff next year. All right, and I dare a you. couple people will be repeat buyers. I That's cranberry you. sauce. I dare you. Next time you're at a, at a Thanksgiving dinner, watch what happens. The cranberry sauce out of the can shit, it gets bad mouth. It disappears. It, there will be none left at the end of the night. There will be Man. none left at the end of the night. There will be none left. And it is, it is a guilty pleasure that everybody likes. It's a guilty pleasure that everybody says they don't like. No. And then everybody eats. Oh yeah. Oh, I what guess you, I'll take, you, I guess no. I'll take one slice of this canned cranberry. And then guess what? Everybody takes their slice. Everybody eats it. Everybody enjoys it. And frankly, you know what it does? You know what it does? Makes you, know the trash. My, you know what my last pick does? My last pick combines with your number one overall and makes it better. Canned cranberries and and mashed potatoes in one bite. Wow, man. Boom. Boom. All right, Dude. so recap your draft. Joe, what's your team? Recap. How do you recap after that? I'm shook. I can't. You should be that, shook. Is, that is the number one overall recipient of the dumpster award on Thanksgiving. No, like that is no, the first lost. thing you just on the plate. And the last no. thing that goes into the, tr- it's no. in the trash. Guaranteed. No, because any, anybody that's listening to this seriously is going to sit there and go, I always do take some of that cranberry. Yeah. And then I, I put it right do. in the trash. Cause I no, won't bite it. I'm like, Hey, you know, it's better without it. Nope. Nope. That's a reaction. It's, nope. uh, it's kind of better without it. It kind of splurges into my mashed potatoes and I kind of like it better that yeah. way. It kind of gets into my oh stuffing, my God, and I'm good with that. It's just nope. unholy. People are going to listen to this and know. My recap is the absolute best Thanksgiving meal minus the meat. I, I think Michael <laughs> kind of won the, the meat category. Um, But we got mashed potatoes. You know they're good on everything. Everything is going to make... Everything's going to be better because of the mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes, stuffing fills the soul any hole in your stomach and heart that's open <laughs> after mashed potatoes 
Stephanie's going to come right in and just absolutely <laughs> make sure there's no room left. Um, then if you're feeling hungry afterwards, we got the ham. Yeah, whatever. Christmas ale. I think that's kind of like my key guy. I know we have my first overall pick, but the Christmas sale is like my my personal second favorite pick next to, next to mashed potatoes. Uh, and then pumpkin rolls. All right. And then mine is just ham. Like my top two. My top two. I, I could have stopped after my top two and I would have beat your draft. Turkey, Get pumpkin out. pie. No, Turkey and pumpkin pie. Yeah. Turkey, pumpkin pie. Then you throw in, then you throw in candied sweet potatoes. Look the hell out! Look the hell out! We're getting the sweet tooth involved in this meal. We're getting the salty, the turkey. Then we're getting the sweet tooth involved. Then we go. Then we bring it hard with the apple cider and bourbon. Warm apple cider and bourbon. The sugar content of your meal is and off then, the chart. <laughs> yeah. This is like a 200 gram sugar meal. <laughs> Let's go. And then hook me up with some of the cran- canned cranberries, the stuff that takes the shape of the can. I don't know what you call that. Cranberry sauce, cranberry, cranberry jelly. Sauce. Cranberry, it's, a, it's a jelly. It's like jellied cranberry yeah, uh, something. That's great. All right, those are our fantasy drafts. We're going to put those up for you to vote on. We're very interested to hear who you think wins. Uh, But that's going to take us to the end of the episode. Before we get out of here, the last thing that we do every week is we do our three cheers of the week. It's going to be two cheers of the week this week. So, uh, Joe, do you have a cheer of the week? All right, my cheers of the week. um, I feel like this is, like, such a controversial topic, but, like, it shouldn't be. I'm excited for the Indians name change to the guardians, which is happening Friday Ooh. this week. Like, look, I, I get that. It's an end of an era. It's uh, sad and maybe controversial that they're changing from the Indians. Uh, but I think it's the right move. I think it should just in general be exciting. It's a new chapter. You have something new to root for. Um, you know, it's still your Indians. It's still the same team. Um, you know, they, they still have all the same problems. Um, but it's exciting to have something new in Cleveland sports, you know, something different. Um, and it, it's really cool to be a fan kind of at ground zero of, uh, this, this new rebranded franchise, which, uh, you know, doesn't really happen a whole lot to teams that you're lifelong fans of. So, uh, I'm really excited for that. I think good things are to come. I'm going to be one of the first to buy some guardians gear. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm right there with you. We talked about this ad nauseum on the show, but. It is what it is. The decision was inevitable. Bob DiBiaseo told us that on the podcast that he's been telling people for the better part of 40 years that the decision to change the name from the Indians was inevitable. He felt it for 40 years and it happened. And, and again, what I've told everybody, I've, I've, I've talked to a lot of people about this. I tell everybody the same thing. I'm 36 years old. I've grown up with the Indians. 36? Holy shit. Uh huh. I had, as a boy, as a kid, I had my football team ripped away from me. I don't care if they call the Indians the shitheads. I don't care if they call them the Cleveland dirty diapers, the Cleveland losers. I don't care. As long as the team's here, as long as the team is here and my baseball team is here for me to root for, I don't care. That's what I'm what saying. They call them. As long as I can go to the home opener with my dad and you every year, like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care what team's there. Like, as long as I can do that and make that, like, that's what it's about. Who cares what they're called? That's it. I don't care. 
And if you want to like consume your life, like worry about what they're called, then like, that's not fun. either. <laughs> like what? I don't care. It's not worth the energy. I don't care. It just, I don't care. It's arbitrary that they were the Indians when I was born. It's yeah. arbitrary. They could have been the Falcons. Yeah. And your kids, Chad's kids, they're going to grow up fan. knowing the Guardians. And yeah, else. it's arbitrary. The fact of the matter is our team is still here. They're still our baseball team. They are the Guardians. So I'm with you. Cheers to that, too. Uh, my cheer of the week. I love this cheer. This happens. This has happened every year for the last six years. Uh, uh, the story that comes out every year around Thanksgiving. So my cheer goes out to two people and their families. Wanda Dench and Jamal Hinton. Back in 2016, Wanda Dench sent a text message to her grandson that said, hey, Thanksgiving dinner, be here at three o'clock. And she got a text back that said, who's this? And she responded, it's your grandma, be here at three. And she got a text back that said, this isn't my grandma. The two of them exchanged pictures. Wanda sent a text to the wrong person. Wanda sent a text to Jamal Hinton. And if you look at Wanda and Jamal, they look like they're from two different places. Uh, and, and they formed a bond and they are from two different backgrounds. And so Jamal kind of jokingly said, well, this isn't your grandson, but can I get a plate? And Wanda responded, yeah, I'm a grandma. Everybody's welcome. And Jamal actually showed up in 2016. And they formed a friendship that has lasted every year since. So every year, Wanda and her family host Jamal and his family now, because he's, I think Jamal was like maybe 20 when he got that first text. He's got a family now. And they get together and they have Thanksgiving and they become such good family that uh, last year, even Wanda's Wanda's husband passed away. And they celebrated him and they get together every year. And Wanda and Jamal, uh, Wanda being a grandmother, an older white lady and Jamal, uh, an African-American young kid formed a bond, formed a friendship, formed a family because of a missed text. And then the two of them just trusted each other to be good people. And I love it. So that's my cheer of the week. Wow. Wanda and Jamal. It's really nice. That was my nice. Well, I figured we'd end it on a good nice. note. It's very nice. Can I, Oh, no, nah, that might put a bad taste in the mouth. Let's not do that. Not literally, but like, yeah, I just had an opinion on something about Thanksgiving. We can talk about it next week. But I want to know. It's kind of, yeah. Right. Macaroni and cheese. It's not a Thanksgiving meal. It's not Thanksgiving. It's not, it's not part of Thanksgiving. I've no. seen it in places where they rank it high on the list of Thanksgiving meals. And it doesn't deserve to be there. Mac and cheese is its own beautiful thing. And uh, I just don't understand how anyone could consider it a Thanksgiving meal. There's okay. enough carbs in other places. You don't need you don't we need don't even we don't even have a debate here. Mac and cheese is not a Thanksgiving side. It's not part of the Thanksgiving meal. You you eat mac and cheese all the time, all year round. Mac and cheese, yeah. but you don't eat it at Thanksgiving. That's crazy. Uh, all right. So that's going to do it for us. Episode 91. And this episode, 
maybe one of my favorite ones we have recorded. First of all, huge thank you goes out to all of our friends that have called in. Uh, Boomer, Madigan, Josh, John, a.k.a. El Bandito, Marty, Matt, Rob, Harry. What a fun time that was. These are people that have supported us, have given us ideas, have helped us. They've become friends of the podcast. They mean the world to us. It was awesome to have them come on and give some opinions uh, and have a little uh, a little say. That was awesome. Our next thanks, as always, goes out to the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network and the Belly Up Sports uh, just network in general, as well as the Unhinged Radio Network. Go check out Belly Up Sports. And as always, our last thank you goes out to you, our friends, our listeners, the people that support us. If you are not subscribed to us, please go subscribe. If you're not following all of our socials, specifically Instagram, get over and follow us on our socials. Um, And if you are looking for Christmas gifts, garagebeershop.com, get t-shirts, get hats, a lot of cool stuff going on there. Uh, Chad, we missed you on this one. For Chad, who was not here at Garage Beers, Chad. For Joey down there in Nashville, Tennessee at Garage Beers, Joe. I am Michael Keefe at Garage Beers, Mike. This has been episode 91. Until next week, episode 92. We'll see you later. Cheers, everybody. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.